what's up, guys? And welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast, where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationship, we've got you covered. We'll get you covered. Hello, hello, guys. Damn, you look hot today. What's going on? I got it right. Yeah. I mean, you just look right. What's going on? Look at you in your vest. I'm trying to be boss compared (laughs) to you. I'm trying to get the attention more my way than yours. Well, I feel like we 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 have like a really hot guest, so I... I we definitely like, do one of those. So like maybe I should get up. a little like professional. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I put the hair up and yeah, it's yeah. it's a competition out here all the time. I'm telling you, every time we're on this show. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we are at the Sticky Paw Studios once again in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome, welcome. I'm separate from back. Yes, it's Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. I've always pronounced everything. I'm a proper child. It's no. I'm, bit of, I'm born and raised here. It's right. kind of like a little pet peeve. Yeah, but okay, a Nevada. Yeah, is I thank it you. Right? Yeah, wait. Okay. Is are you born and raised here? No, I'm from Cali. Oh, okay. okay see, so would you say Nevada or Nevada? Nevada. Damn. What about you, Travis? <laughs> I I would definitely say Nevada. Nevada. It, it is a pet peeve of ours wait, as Travis has Nevadians. a camera. I yeah, have a camera. Born and raised. What? Holy shit! Travis has a camera now. I know. I love it. Now, this is awesome. Now our Everyone can see you, Travis. That's true. In my full glory. Look That's at me. super smart. All right, well, I love it. we're going to, before we start, I want to tell you about my missing. I was supposed to be your guys uh, last night, but as always with the situation of COVID or whatever the fuck's going on, Omicron. Um, Omicron, um, I can't even pronounce it. It sounds like a transformer name or something, right? Yeah. But anyways, um, 2,000 something flights were canceled. So my flight to Vegas was still going on from Los Angeles, but I get there at six. And right, why does it always happen when you get there that they decide to change the flight time? So now instead of leaving at eight, which I was there on time, yeah. is now leaving at nine thirty. What airline? Uh, Delta. <gasps> yeah. My favorite airline. Right. So here's the thing. So I go, oh well. So I, but they moved me from terminal two. Uh, gate number 23 to gate number 133. I was like, is there a 130 <laughs> something gate? Which means I had to take a shuttle, go through the whole like ter- like the whole airport tarmac shit and then go to the international airport part. When I finally get there, as I'm like, okay, this is like whatever, whatever, the flight changed again to 11 p.m. Oh, hell So I no. decided what you just said, oh, hell no, I'm going home. And yep. I walked right out and went back home. So and I, came I said, when you texted me, I said, fuck yeah, I'm going to bed. All right, cool. <laughs> then it all worked out. It all worked out. Yeah. All right, what have you so been up here to? here you are. Um, nothing. I'm just, yeah, excited for, you know, this year. Uh, we have SHOT Show coming up, so I'm really excited nice. for that. Okay. Um, and then a little bit of travel. So yeah, nice. we're, we're planning out Exuma guys. So hopefully we'll be taking our show on the road I'm in the excited. next uh, month or two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing a couple live episodes from the Bahamas. Okay. All right. More time together. So, I like spending yeah. time with my co-host. She's amazing and it's been going great. So, and then how, how was, um, the eating around the holidays for you? Um, Sir? well, non-existent really, because you know, you feel like, do you ever do this? We'll get you, well, actually, can we just introduce, get her in and then we'll yeah, uh, let's figure this do out. It. Let's introduce our guest. Okay. So, all right. I have this amazing intro for you, by the way, guest. So I'm not going to give away too much. Um, let's see. Let's, I've written it out. All right. So, so this super sexy guest finds the time to model when she's not working crazy hours at her day job as a licensed therapist and life coach. She takes her job very seriously when it comes to helping others manage their own personal issues and creating balance in their lives. I mean, I feel like we all need someone in our corner 
partner who can encourage us all the time on matters having to do with our careers and personal challenges. Please welcome the gorgeous Jamie Lynn to the show. Oh, you guys. What's up, sweetie? Oh, that was like the best intro ever. Is like right? Oh, 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 my, my God. God. I'm getting In better my at this. feelings. Oh, she's she's so glowing over that. there. Thank you. I'm digging that yeah. smile. She's glowing right now. <laughs> it's you know? the lipstick. I love the red lips, <laughs> by the way. great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, so we're going to ask you then. How? So I was. she asked me on the holidays with the eating yeah. thing, and I always feel like that I'm going to eat the shit out of everything. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, I'm running around. Everybody else is fattening up and doing their thing. And I'm just running around. Are you okay? Do you need this? Do you need that? Because we had a full house. And so yeah. I probably ate like some cheese, a, piece, a little piece of ham, um, some uh, vegetables that they had. And that was really it. No dessert. I missed everything. What? Oh, because it was like midnight by then. And then I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. I was tired. Mm -hmm. So nothing. What about you? Bad. Yeah. As I eat my Twizzler. <laughs> mm. All right, and Jamie, what like, about you? So much dessert. It was freaking ridiculous. A ton. A lot. People brought me a lot of fucking bread, mm -hmm. but I loved it. Right. Um, Charlie Slade, banana nut bread. I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm missing, I miss out all the time. Even Thanksgiving was kind of shallow this year for me. I didn't really? have much of anything. So, so I'm going to get back on the grind. <clears throat> tomorrow so speaking of grind tell them about your coffee bean experience with me today <laughs> we're going God. through the drive through <laughs> so today i decided i'm gonna eat healthy today because mm -hmm. i've been eating like shit and you know when you're yeah. not your body's just not used to eating yeah, that way reject it. Yeah, yeah so i'm feeling like crummy and sick so i'm gonna eat healthy stressful morning i <laughs> 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 I'm such a piece of shit. My my partner in crime, I didn't even pick him up from the airport because I got stuck in a surgery. So he has to Uber oh, to my wow. house. So by the time he gets to my house, I'm looking at him like with my puppy dog eyes. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't I pick totally you up. I was fine with it. No. I was and, in a funk as well, by the way. Oh, so we were man. both kind of funky. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to go shower and get my shit together. And then we'll head out and we'll stop at Coffee Bean. So I was going to do just, you know, like a sugar-free drink, get my happy on and come here. They're out of my drink, so I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I order something. She's, yeah. no, we don't have that. And I look at him, and he's like, just do an Earl Grey. Do an Earl but Grey. But that's after her fourth trying to order something. They were out of uh, everything she I said, wanted. Just, let's just do the Earl Grey, sugar-free almond milk. Okay. And then... I said, and you know what? Just give me a fucking cheese Danish, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Valid. And I go, yeah. do you have a cheese Danish? And she goes, do you want it warm? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and I fucking hightailed it up to the window. I'm like, this girl's probably like, I'm so fucking confused. She just wanted sugar-free everything, and then she no, fucking orders a cheese Danish. That's the breaking like, point. Like, what you know? the fuck? But yeah. the best line for me is when she's driving from the drive-thru uh, um, um, audio to, like, the uh, window, and she's like, don't fucking judge me, bitch. Because like <laughs> I know she's like, she's talking yeah. to wait herself. a minute. She just tried to order four right. fucking sugar-free drinks. <laughs> they all failed. I get her a sugar-free drink, and then she orders the cheese Danish. And then when I get here and open my cheese danish it's not even a fucking cheese danish what was it i don't know i don't know what it was it was yeah. some sugary something but guess what i fucking ate it whatever was it, it was yeah it was really okay. good <laughs> it was really good and now i'm just 
snacking away on Twizzlers. Yeah. Thank and, you, Tony. <laughs> and apparently, by the looks of you, you you actually work out really hard and stuff as yes, well. So what I are you do. up to? Fitness is super important to me. I like. I just started seventy five hard. Actually, uh, did it right before the holidays. Wow. So the timing was just ridiculous, right? Wow. But so you started before Christmas. I did. That keeps and, you on a good. Oh, level. I tell you, like day two, I go into my office, right? And there's all the and I'm I'm a chocolateaholic. Okay, I love chocolate. And I had these uh, chocolate cookies, fudge brownies oh. on my desk, all nice and beautiful. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. And I was like, I could just have one bite. I could just have <laughs> one. Like start nobody all would. Over. I know. And I was like, so I threw it away. Wait, but how many days in though? How many days so in? So that was my You're... second day in. Okay. It was like day two. And I was like, man, like I picked the worst time. But at the same time, I tried to have this kind of like mindset about it. I was like, you know what? If I can get through this and New Year's, the rest of this is going to be right. a breeze. Yes. Well, especially yeah. on day two, because anybody, I'll yeah. just start again tomorrow. You're only two days well, in. not only that, and this might be TMI, but whatever, I just started my period too. Okay, all so right. Was oh. like, yeah. It was the worst, you know? And I was like, all you want is chocolate. Yeah, that monster yeah. comes I have out, a chocolate addiction. And I was like, all right, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to like take this as a challenge. I'm going to overcome it. Or I'm just, you know, going to crash and burn. It's going to be one or the other. And honestly, like second day in, I feel yeah. like most people would be like, fuck it. I'll start tomorrow. Right. right. Well, that's, so yeah. I, I, well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it with my boyfriend. It was like his idea, honestly. And so I was like, we, I can be off, you know, I was yeah. like, I want to celebrate true. at the same time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it was kind of something that, you know, he really wanted to do. And I just kind of like. <laughs> I didn't want to get left behind. So I just like, like, can you imagine if you went home, honey? Yeah. I failed. But that would be the worst. It's expected, though, almost to a point around that time where you're just waiting for that person to go, okay, what'd so you do? So the percentage of people that actually yeah. finish 75 hard wow. yeah. is like slim to none. Yeah, it's tough. Like, it really is. Like, last night, you know, like getting in that second, I think for me, the biggest challenges have been it's not so much eating healthy or the, the workouts, getting the second workout in yes and then it's the water okay. oh, you have to drink a gallon, gallon of water oh, it's so good for you though do you know how much i have to pee yeah wow and i see clients back to back so i'm like oh my god i gotta time this just right you do know you, um do you push like do you specifically because of that have like now at a point now it's okay i'll drink two now da, 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 yes da. so now i have a system okay that i've developed so i've got to i drink like two in the morning like with, and I find that warm water with lemon works better for me. Like if I just do like bottled water like this, it's like, it's hard for me to like choke it down okay. sometimes. So warm water with lemon. So I'll do like two in the morning. So usually by like nine, I've already had two. I try to be done by 7 p.m. So I'm not up yes. all night peeing. Oh, that's great. So I yeah. started it last year. Yeah. Um, I only did 30 days because of my travel schedule because some, some days I'm traveling for yeah. like 16 yes. hours. Yeah. So I couldn't do the workout. So I kind of modified and um andy's like are you doing 75 hard and i'm like no i'm doing my own version <laughs> but um but the guy i was seeing at the time he did 75 hard so okay. i kind of matched it joe okay. so i kind of matched it and um the water i'd have to be done with the water yes. by four yeah. otherwise i'm up a few times at night to go to the bathroom wow. and it was so irritating i'm like can i just make it through a night without having to pee so you develop, like she said, you have to develop your system. Yeah. I mean, I'm only a weekend, so there's still some things that I might like want to tweak, but I'm like, I definitely need to be done by seven. That okay. works mm -hmm. best. And then, you know, trying to like time it. Like I try to have like one water per client and usually by the time I'm done with work, then I'll be done with my water. So that's 
Is your schedule set for you to do that? Or is it like, you know, like, for instance, like, like it's a hard stop at five or does it go over and you're sometimes behind? Um, well, luckily I make my own <clears throat> schedule. So okay. I have that kind of flexibility to go as early or late as I want. But I do have certain times that I schedule clients. Um, if, if somebody reaches out to me, I try to be flexible if, if something comes up. But for the most part, I'm, I'm done by five. Okay. And I'm going to backtrack now because now that we're talking about yeah. clients and stuff. So yeah. how did you get into being a therapist? Like, how did it start? Oh, man. Being a- you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I But I did... It's kind of it's kind of a, a weird story, actually. Like I had to do an eye search paper in high school. And basically, that's like a career search paper because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And I looked at the girl in front of me and she had psychologists. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds good. I'll pick that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, OK. So, but I actually did the research for the paper. And I was like, you know, I think I might like this. Nice. Thank God it wasn't dumpster diver. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just write anything. <laughs> And I just, and I stuck with it and I, I just, I ended up kind of liking it and I just kind of naturally gravitated towards professions like that. Or honestly, like they just kind of found me. That's great. Yeah. And you stuck with it. I really did. It's like, it's definitely, I'm kind of, I ventured out. I I do like different things Mm -hmm. besides that. I have like different side hustles and stuff like that interests that, you know, I pursue. Like makeup, right? I do. Yeah. That was a whole other story how I got into that. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's good to it's good to have you know options and be versatile and you know you never want to be like pigeonholed. Yeah, so. I hear yeah, you. I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. And yeah. I I like what she said. She said that it found her. Yeah. So I feel like with a lot of the things that I've done, it's the same thing. It yeah. kind of presented itself to me, and then I took it and ran. That's you know, great. I think when you have like a calling or a gift or a purpose, I think it really will find you if you're if you're living authentically, right? If you're living authentically. And I think, and you, and you have good intentions, right? Like, I think that those things will just really fall in your lap. Like, you don't have to really work for it. Like, you need to be prepared for it. Right, correct. Right. But you don't have to, like, work for it. I like you know? that. Yeah. I really like what you just said, because that's how, once again, like how you said, I, I live my life by that as well. And it's one of those things where if something appears, mm-hmm. I always have to sleep on it. And if yeah. I dream about it, I go, oh, that's, it's good to go. I've never well, felt like I need to be forced into mm-hmm. doing something when you're not really sure. I need to be sure. And when it, that's exactly right. So yeah. I appreciate and that. And a good way that men specifically like, uh, get clarity is through <clears throat> peace. Women different, different love needs, but men, men typically get guided by a feeling of peace. And that's typically like how they get confirmation about things. And what about women? Women is safety every single time. Oh. Yeah, it's safety. If a woman feels safe, right, that's typically, uh, you, you know, because women can be more hypervigilant for many different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if women feel safe around a person, that's a really good sign. So how does that work for them? Like, let's say, and, I, and by the way, expand on the safe safety thing. Yes, So please. let's say a woman wants to do, like, be an entrepreneur or whatever. Sure. That's a lot of risk. It's a lot of a lot of heartache and headache and everything else. And that's definitely not safe at all. Mm-hmm. So what, what type, how does that spin? How do they, once again, if there's, does that make sense? If there's not much safety yeah, in that situation? Well, because I guess there's different, I guess that for me, I was talking more relationally, that's like what in I relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, in a professional stance. Okay. Um, look in any, in any relationship, professional or personal there, you're going to, incur a certain amount of risk. But the risk that you feel like, look, I could be doing a dangerous activity and still feel a certain level of safety depending on who I'm with. Good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so look, and the safety that here's here's an example. 
you might still feel safe with um, a colleague, but that safety is going to be different than maybe with your mom. Yeah. Right. right. So like it, it's kind of like and, and here's another thing that women are really good at knowing and their intuition. And there's no way that I could really kind of like logically explain that to people. But women know. Women know if somebody's safe. Animals know if yeah. somebody's safe, you know. Right. And so it's kind of tapping into that sense of knowing who you are and, and knowing like your environment and knowing what like you're going to be able to pick it up if you're dialed in. Right. You know, so I don't it's I don't know if that kind of explains it, but. I think women just tapping into their intuition is going to give them that direction as far as what's safe and what's not. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Do you feel safe with Jamie? Um, I feel, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm just wondering. I, I do. I do. Do you? Yeah, I, have a, I have a Jamie as well. There's three Jamies in the Oh, okay. Hey. Uh, hi. I feel safe with you right about yeah. now, too. And you can, you can stay by me anytime right now. I'm telling you. So I'm like, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel safe with her. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, as time goes on with any relationship, as we all know, it's just one of those things where it takes time to grow into who you are in order to actually yeah. be comfortable with yourself yes. in order to be safe, I feel like, a lot of times. because. So I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. that, I feel it's interesting that you you say that because in my last relationship, that was the one thing mm-hmm. that connected us right away. It was like, I was like, it was a, it's a feeling. I was yes. like, right it's when, knowing. right when we connected, I was like, Ooh, I, this just feels right. I feel I, super safe. I love that you're using those words, connection and feeling because most people make decisions from an analytical mind, yeah. right? Mm-mm. We're an, most people do though. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're analyzing and we're trying to figure it out like deductive reasoning. What's this, what's this, what's this? And your superpower, especially as a woman, is tapping into that knowing. It's like, how does this actually feel? And there's a lot of things that can cloud that, though, for anybody. And that's a lack of healing, mainly. Okay. You know? But if, you, if you've if you done, like, a lot of work, you know, if you're more self-actualized, which it sounds like both of you guys obviously are because you're using that kind of, like, lingo, <laughs> right? Um, you know, you're going to be able to pick up on that stuff and read it better than most. Right. Because like you said, a lot of people, they're just, once that um, analytical, analytical mind comes mind. in, you're yeah. missing so much shit. When I start you analyzing, are, yeah. I feel like I start losing you every do. time. You will. Mm-hmm. She's and analyzing right now on her new, like, well, you're, yeah. can we say you're single? Yeah. And so she's been on a few dates and she told me, I'm like, oh, why girl. are you analyzing yeah. everything? She goes, I know. Is that bad of me? And I go, you're well, going to miss out on I stuff. I feel like, I I do feel like I'm very, very intuitive. Mm-hmm. So if someone had tried to match me with my last person, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. But when we had like time alone to like, just kind of like chat, it was an immediate connection that I can't explain except for you said it perfectly. It was like, we talked about stuff that you don't normally talk about. And it's because the walls came down and I felt like a sense of safety. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I still feel like I have, you know, some like non-negotiables and, you know, things arose as we went on. So I had to decide whether it was going to work for me or not. And I decided, mm-hmm. um, no, right. but I'm, I'm okay with it. But I will tell you, we, people in general self-destruct. And the number one way to do that is by analyzing everything instead of like giving it to God or just right. letting it be and letting things unfold. Mm-hmm. But they're it comes to a point in time where you're like, okay, I have to make a decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and you know, 
look, most people aren't going to be for you. And that's something that people don't want to talk about. And most people are married to the wrong person. They, they just are. You know, I'm divorced as well, so I've married the wrong person. Um, you know, so, like, it, it's, it's very common to make uh, relationship mistakes. And it's also okay to make mistakes in relationships. You know, I think we choose the best with the information that we have. Right. And as we grow, as we evolve, sometimes our non-negotiables change or we yeah. add to that or we change that. And, and, and then some people don't. Right. Or we outgrow certain people, right? We have to be able to give ourselves room and that flexibility to kind of say like, yeah, like this, you know what? You could be a great person and we can have an amazing connection and you can still not be for me. Those things are all okay. Right. 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 Yeah. I think it's just um, some people take a little bit longer, I guess, to yeah. like figure that out. Right. Well, and some I time, feel a like a lot time. of people, <clears throat> I've seen people get lazy too and they just don't. They get comfortable and they're afraid to make the change. I would say so that it's that's, easier to stay. I would say that that's probably the main reason. Look, I think women know really quickly um, whether whether this is for you or not. Mm-hmm. They know really really quickly. However, what happens is is that analytical mind comes. They're picking from a place of scarcity, like a, like age for a woman is a thing. Child, like these things do affect uh, how women choose, and and men have different things that they do, but. You know, I, I think you have, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? I do this all the time. <laughs> um, like women, you said women know, so they're pretty right. quick. I think that they know. I think that they know right away, but there are certain things that come up for them that, that make them entertain people they shouldn't. Right. It's, it's their level of engagement. Like I was working with a client today. Mm-hmm. She's doing it. Same example. I, I said, Tell me, I said, tell me right now, if you had all the time in the world, if you had da 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 right, if, if you would tolerate this kind of behavior. And she said, no. I said, why are you doing it now? Like, she already knows that this person is not for her. He's behaving in a way that she doesn't like. But what she did is she rationalized, she justified, and she minimized behavior she didn't like. And the reason she did that is because she's scared. Right. She's scared that she won't have an attraction with another man. She's scared she won't have uh, familiarity or, uh, you know, all these other things. And I'm like, I told her, I said, look, that's available to you. That just because just because he has those things doesn't mean that nobody else does. I was like, let that be an encouragement, like mm-hmm. reframe that for yourself. And then you've, you've got to have faith. Yeah. You, you have to have faith. Anything good worth having is going to require you to let go of things right. that don't serve you in order to, to make room for the thing that will. Right. You know, and she needs to do the work after that if she does ex- do it, exactly. which is not easy, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I, cause exactly. it's, it's very But she scary. would open herself up to something so much. I know. And intuitively, she knows that. Right. And we were able to have a dialogue about, okay, like, I was like, look, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to leave this guy or end it with him. But we do need to have an honest conversation about what your brain is doing and why you're staying in something that doesn't serve you. And this is why women waste time. That's what they I, know. I was going to say. I was like, they I wonder, do you, do you call it, um, are they wasting time? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like I, that might be a harsh way to put it, but yeah, I no, do I, think, I agree yeah. with you. I think it's a waste of time. I do because look like, like, what are you waiting you know, for? Exactly. Like if you know, like she it's already fear. knows, 
but she's scared and I understand that I'm super empathetic to that it's a really hard thing to do but what's the alternative you already yeah. have an answer for the alternative is that going to work for and you she's going to stay miserable which unfortunately like you said a lot of people do that a lot of people mm-hmm. do because a lot of people like what's familiar right mm-hmm. yeah because I agree with that. yeah I can relate to that yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. just keep going down that rabbit hole, though. I tell you, it's like, yeah. it's like you just like, and especially when she knows it, like you said, and then she's not getting out of it. And my thing, well, you're a therapist. I don't have to deal with that. But <laughs> my thing is once I hear it over and over, I'm like, I, I can't help you anymore. I'm sorry. I cannot you ever hear this anymore. say that to you? Um, I have never, um, have you fired one of you? I have fired. I have. Yeah, I have fired. I have fired probably more than a few, but, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, you just been like, I can't fucking help you. Like I've I'm told sorry. you a thousand times and you're still doing the same shit. You know, I think I, I have a good way of kind of putting things where it doesn't really usually get to that point because I can catch when somebody's not taking ownership really early on. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm not responsible for their healing. I don't ever take credit for that. I'm a catalyst. I can help. I can give you the information, but you're the one that's going to do the work. And I know that. Okay. Um, I only see myself as a, a you know, a, as, as a guide and, and I just try to serve people the best that I can, but ultimately their life is their responsibility. It's not mine. I'm not responsible for managing their emotions. They are. Right. I'm not responsible for healing their life. They are. Well, the good know? news is they actually. Do you feel like you provide the tools to help them? I do a hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. I love that. But they can. But here's what I tell my clients. I was like, you can pick it up or put it down. Right. Like sometimes, you know. And I had this conversation earlier this week. I was like, I was like, look, I go, you have everything that you need to be successful. I said, but what are you going to do with it? Because wow. it's not on me. Do you ever feel like, um, you know, because I was going to say the first part of that is that, first of all, they're actually showing up to get the work done right. or try to at least get some help. Right. Um, yeah. Do you feel like some people when they come in, though, are just like, you know, yeah, like my friend said, come in and I don't know why I'm here, but I need I know I need help because they can yeah. read all the signs of what's going on with them. Yeah. But then they come in, they have no clue what's really in theory. They don't know what's really wrong with right. them because they're avoiding it. Right. Do you get a lot of that as well? Um, I don't typically take clients like that. Okay. Mo- most of t- most people kind of do uh, seek me out just because what I specialize in okay. now. So I have I don't get too much of that anymore. But when I did, um. I have a very no bullshit approach, you know, and that's not always very popular, but it works really well. And like, if I had, like, if I had somebody come into my office, it's like, I don't know why I'm here. I was like, well, I don't know why I'm here. That's really what I would say to them. And I was like, well, what? Well, I don't even want to be here. And I was like, okay, well, you can leave. Right. I will yeah. literally say that to them. Right. Because You're like, I'm not going to try to get I'm it not, out of you. I'm not, look, I'm not trying to do, there's a golden rule in therapy and it's called never work harder than your client. And I don't. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that's such a great. So all those movies are a lie. You know, those people come in, they're sitting in front of like, and yeah. just they're like, why are you here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then they start asking questions, trying to get shit out of look, them. In the, yeah. you look in the very beginning, right? Like if I had somebody that was just from the jump, I don't know why I'm here. I don't want to be here. Da, 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 somebody's making me come. I might feel it out. I'll feel it out okay. a little bit just to yeah. kind of get a, get a sense. But if I really, if I'm feeling a certain way about it, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to make you stay. I'll just say, well, I, I was like, okay, well you can leave. Has That's anyone okay. ever said, well, no, oh, well, you don't take many people like, but I want to sometimes if someone goes, well, no, no, I really need something and da, da, da. Yeah. Mo- Cause most people look, most people, when you get that kind of a thing, it's more of a de- an attention seeking behavior. Okay. And usually I call, they're trying to elicit a care response. That's what I refer to it as. Okay. What is it? Uh, I, d- I think that they're trying to elicit a care response. It's attention seeking behavior. Oftentimes there are those people that come in that uh, really don't want to be there. 
and that's fine. But then there are people that will say that and really do want to be there, but they want you to love them and nurture them and coddle them and be like, no, no, I'm here to help you. And, and that's to exhausting. Get, I'd exactly. Be annoyed. Oh, I, yeah. That's why I don't really, that's why I don't really like, you know, I don't really kind of take that kind of clientele if I see it it just doesn't vibe with me you know which is fine like that vibes with other people if they want to work with that that's fine yeah it's not really like what I typically like to do or what I'm what my strength is in because you know with those types like that come in and do that that need that like the attention the coddling Mm -hmm. or do you feel like that's the issue with the relationship that they're more passive aggressive than in theory um I think that's certainly part of the problem Mm -hmm. um because it is a form of passive mm-hmm. aggression. You're you're right, right? They're not really communicating directly about what their needs are. There's also probably a lack of awareness about what is really going on with them too and a lack of healing, right? Because this is what they have to do to get their needs met. Right. Mm, Man. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I always, like even to my kids, like I'm not responsible for your happiness. Yeah. Like you have to get there on your own. Um, like you said, you can guide them. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they want to like ask I'll you, you can Like I'll aid you in your yeah. journey. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll present certain things to you, but don't put that shit on me. Mm-hmm. Like I love you and I always want to see them succeed, right. but I feel like at some point you have to take responsibility for yourself and your feelings and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like we can talk about it, but I'm not responsible. Absolutely. And it's important so. to have those kinds of boundaries just in relationships in general. You, you know, we have to we have to have that. Like, how many times have you guys been in situations where people have tried to dump on you and put mm. their problems mm-hmm. on you, right? And then, like, sometimes, like, being empathetic people, which, you know, I can feel that you guys are, like, you, you feel that. You take that on, mm-hmm. you know? And then you kind of, like, have to detox yourself or even, like, withdraw, right? <laughs> I get home <laughs> to and get have to stage my whole Girl, I know. Being. I'm telling like, you. I feel like you probably have to do that every Every day, you know, so you she burns a lot of clothes. I'm sure. Man, like, I'm <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's part of like a, a like a, where I am just in in my own life or walk, you know, in my own faith. But I don't have to do that so much anymore. There's, um, I used to, I, I used to, and there are certain people in my life that I've had to cut out, even okay. you know, my own family because of of things like that. But um, yeah, like I, y- you you can. It's easy to take that on, but I I don't know. For some reason, I've just gotten really good at like turning it off. Okay, well, that's what I was getting at earlier um, when you were talking about this on how you know I'll listen all day long, but when you if I give you not that my job to give you advice, but if I try to guide you in a way and say, well, this is the reasons why right. this person this person's doing that, why you feel that way, and then they don't take it to heart, and the next time I get the same story back, I go. You're not listening, and if, if I and I, there's no need to talk about this anymore. I've go if you can't pick up your own signals, and right. you know, once again, like you said, they're like, I know that about me, I know that about me, and they're like, well, then do something. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, see, you're operating like that's your own projection, actually, because you're operating under the assumption that they actually want to change. See, here's the here's the other Ooh, part of that. I like that. Yeah. So here's the other part of that. Um, if somebody. If somebody keeps coming up with the same problem, right, and you keep giving them the same advice, it's serving them. Okay? Mm. They're engaged in that behavior because they're actually getting something out of that, right? And you hear that's that, people? I ain't your butler. <laughs> I am not your butler. All right? Go find your own shit. 
<laughs> okay, sorry. Go right ahead, James. No. Gosh, now I'm like, what was I saying? All I've got is that so, in my head now. Yeah, you're just saying that he is projecting that they actually... Yeah, beca- look, some un- the, the truth is, is that not everybody's trying to hear you and not everybody's trying to understand you and some people just have agendas. I'm not saying that's good, bad, right, mm-hmm, or wrong, mm-hmm. but it's the truth, right? So, like, sometimes when people are asking advice, they're really not wanting advice because they're wanting to change. Like, how many times have we been in an argument, right? And we keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, right? And we keep having it and there's never any change. It's because that person isn't trying to work with you. They're not trying to hear you a lot of times. Okay. And you know, sometimes there's a learning curve, right? Some, and that, that can happen, but we make the assumption a lot of times that people are trying to understand us. Some people are just trying to push an agenda. Ah, oh, I don't like true. to think of it like that. No, well, so you right. don't because that, well, want... that's, that's the projection, though. Right. That's okay. because, and they don't like, even know that. They, well, crazy. some do and okay, some yeah, don't. Well, that's a whole. Right. Other I want thing. to believe right. that they don't, but that's your projection, and I'll tell you why. Look, you guys are empathetic people, clearly, right? Which means you can kind of pick up on the emotions of other people. Yes. You can really feel when somebody is going through something easily moved, right? Um, that's not normal, just so you know, but it's normal for you, okay? So an empathetic person will do things like this. Well, if I'm loyal and trustworthy, well, this person will be loyal and trustworthy. Well, if I'm trying to be open and understanding in a conversation, well, then this person will be open. I and want a- to believe that. I know it's you- not the case, right? but I, I always want to believe that. Yeah. That's okay. You can want, I want to believe it too. <laughs> but it's, you're right, but it's not the reality of the situation. It, it's not always like, and I'm not a cynical person by any means. I'm yeah. not, but I think like we, we need to be informed about what's out there. I'm a highly empathic person, but I think I manage it in a way that's really weird and different okay. than a lot of other empaths. You know, uh, you have to be aware. You have to know who your audience is if you're an empath and you have to know how to manage your, your own, um, your own emotions so that other people's aren't affecting yours. That's like an empath, quite frankly, has to know how to arm themselves. Otherwise, the world is going to destroy an empath. Wow. So what are what have you done to protect yourself? Um, well, I have I would say the biggest thing that I've done is I've cut out relationships that don't serve me or that are toxic. OK. And I set really good boundaries. Nice. And I'm a very di- direct communicator. Mm-hmm. I say, like, I had somebody give me this advice one time. It was a pastor of mine. And I was like, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I've always been, I've always been, like, on a bit of a high horse w- when I talk sometimes. And been like, well, I just tell the truth. And I just tell people like it is. And I've been, like, ruthless about it at times, right? And my pastor came up to me one day. And he's like, you know, Jamie, you could say the truth all day long. But if you do it without love, you're just an asshole. And I was <laughs> like, fuck. Like, damn. I was like, that was fucking a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> also, I really need to work on this, so thank yeah. you. And so, I, and I really have, but I still say things uh, that can be very cutthroat. But I do say it with love, and I think right. that that's the balance mm-hmm. that uh, has really helped me in being an empathic person. Um, I can cut out relationships in a very loving way and still maintain that boundary if I need to. And then sometimes I might have like more of a permeable boundary where I'm like, oh kind of testing the waters to see if there's been 
change or healing. And you know, if there isn't, I'm just, I'm out. It's like a fish, like throwing the fishy mm. line. Really yeah. You yeah. kind of swamp. See, like, yeah. are you still, yeah. still the same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're, but you know that and you're aware of it. That's yeah. the thing though, but that's on your terms and, and you're just testing, which is totally okay because yeah. you're aware yeah. of that fact where most people, if they're testing, they have no idea. They're just diving in and the bar could be like two feet deep and they're going to hit their head at the bottom. Right. You know, so right. it's like, it's a different thing. You yeah. Know? That I awareness that. is so important, yeah. right? Self-awareness is important. Right. I feel like I'm self-aware. I have, yeah, I have you? one family member, maybe mm-hmm. two, <laughs> that I haven't cut off. Well, one I cut off completely, but he's kind of back around, um, my brother. And then um, the other one, I have to limit. Yeah. Because the energy is just so freaking draining. Right. Yeah. And that's so. a good sign. Like, that's a really good sign that, you know, something is healthy or unhealthy is if you feel depleted energetically, mm-hmm. right? Like we exhausted. Don't, exactly. Like I have to go home and go to bed. I'm like, oh. Exactly. Like, or if somebody it takes all your attention, right? They yes. need you all the time. <sighs> that, that's a big one that I <sighs> think can be like kind of like that can kind of fly under the radar. That's but, my non-negotiable, I guess, mm. for relationships. Oh, that's Someone true. All my time. I can like see, I literally have always that. said that I go. I need someone equal, but when they start like needing more mm. of my attention and stuff, like I can't, mm-hmm. I cannot do that. Yeah, so, I feel like you much. need your me time mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I give so much that it's yes. just like when it's my time, I just, I can't anymore. You well, know? you have to recharge, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Empathic yeah. people have to do that because there's such an energetic exchange with impasse, right? Where you're just, you'll give, but that's the part where I, I try to talk to empathic people about knowing how to manage it, right? Because if you do not know how to dial that back, if you do not know, look, you don't ever have to change what being an empath is, Mm -hmm. but not everybody gets that. And that's really hard for an empath. What if someone says like you're in a relationship and they're like, I'm trying to do this. It's. And they keep saying that they're trying. That like they're trying to create a change. Yeah. They're trying to make something happen. They're doing the best they can. Do you provide, do you think it's a good thing to give them a timeline? Uh, well, what I would typically do one, I look, I got, I'd ha- I would personally have to fill it out. I'll tell okay. you that Yeah. because, uh, again, there's a way to know something and then analyze something. Yeah, right. And right. I'm going to connect to what I feel and what that truth is first. So that's going to be number one for me. I would say as a general rule for people, uh, yeah, I probably would have an invisible timeline. I would know the timeline and I wouldn't communicate that to who my person is. Mm. I would have a timeline of when I would want to see that change and I would measure that myself, right? Because when you're in toxic or abusive relationships, there is a part of the cycle of abuse where people will say and do whatever it takes to get you back into the relationship. And so you can see change or trying during that phase but it's not real change it's just a part of the abuse cycle right Mm. i like that so guys um so we have jamie lynn on our show and we're gonna jump in this right now so we're talking about she's awesome right now thank you for being here by the way (laughs) beautiful as well um so this is our subject line that we're getting into it's called toxic relationships and so she's kind of touched upon that which this whole thing is about right now and um you know it's it's basically a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner so you started hitting upon that but i i feel like there's all these different versions of this that happen and quite frankly all of us have a little piece of toxicity in our, sure. our relationship anyways, because yeah. we all require or want something from, and it's a, it's a give and take. So, but it's just the amount, it's always a little bit of a hint of amount in all of us, but not a full blast, you know, shitstorm 
right, all the time. Right, right, right. Right. So. Well, like we all have, we, we all have something because, you know, we live in an imperfect world and, you know, we are all hurt people. We have all been through something in this life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's why healing is so important. And that's such a big focus on like what I do, because when we don't heal, we're operating from that place of pain and we are more likely to hurt other people. When you're engaged in relationships in general, there is going to be hurt. There is going to be risk. There will be mistakes. That is not the same as somebody being abusive. And it's not necessarily the same thing as something being a relationship being unhealthy. And I think something that people should pay attention to is a pattern of behavior versus a moment. Right. Right. This is a big thing that I think people need to, you know, kind of figure out. Like, like if I've got somebody that's like, okay, like, you know, uh, somebody did a, a, B, C, D, but you know, 90% of the time they're, they're great and they're invested, but they had like a slip up. Like we have to kind of weigh that. Right. Like that was, that would not be something that I would just completely write off. I would okay. take the other behavior into account. Like how consistent has this person been? You know, like one of my girlfriends kind of, you know, she kind of falls into that a lot of times where it's like, you know, a, a guy can be really, really, really great, but like, let's say he forgets to text or call, or he has a period in time where he's just not available. Her pain, her trauma takes her back to her past, and okay. that's very triggering, and then she gets reactive. Okay, and then she takes that on in him. Um, in theory, is that what you're saying? In that, I, in that instance? Yeah, like, I mean, she, 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 she becomes fearful, or she'll withdraw, right? Or like, just she could put a barrier between something that could really be good for her. Okay. You know, and, and so sometimes that prevents you from actually engaging or, or being open to a, a positive relationship because you're viewing something um, through one and unhealed lens. Right. Right. And then, you know, yeah, like maybe that behavior is not OK, but is it really a toxic person or are they just kind of having like a, you know, that they just fuck up? Right. You know, so how often does someone communicate that? Like in that situation, like for her, does she communicate to him and he's now has to be. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry I didn't da da da. Yeah, like I like I think like she yeah, we we we've talked about it and um you know, she she is doing a really good job about uh being more direct in how she feels. I think a lot of women can kind of tiptoe around issues in relationships and and men do the same too. Um I tend to talk more heavily on women cuz it's mainly what I work with, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like my you know, lens and how I communicate mainly, but I think I think absolutely like she's done a better job about being direct. And I'm a big believer that when there's an, any issue in a relationship, toxic, not toxic, whatever, if there's an issue in a relationship, just address it. Yeah. That's going to tell you a lot. But most people can't because they're afraid of the outcome or their perception of what it might be due to a past something or other. Exactly. I had this thing with, um, so, um, I have a 13 year old daughter and an eight year old. So my 13 year old, um, has anxiety. And so, Mm. um, last week, you know, me being in sports a lot and stuff, I, um, we were at the volleyball courts and like, she froze up at one point because Mm. something made her anxious. So now it's all this good that she did just stopped. And I, got in her face and was like, not in her face, but like, honey, you got to let's go da, 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 da. And I could see her nerves and this and that. And I said, 
you need to talk to me, communicate with me, what's going on now? If you're mad at me, just say, dad, I'm mad at you, communicate. I, I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't want you just to hold it in because if I'm really making you upset right now because of how you're feeling and your anxiety's kicking in, just let me know, dad, my anxiety's kicking in, I need a moment, communicate something to me. And if you're mad at me, just say, dad, you know what? I don't like the way you're talking to me, whatever. I'm just trying to get her to communicate mm -hmm. better so she doesn't perceive that the way I was talking to her as coming across mad or upset, mm -hmm. more like, let's get over this or, or let's get through this together. In other I, words, I, I think that that was really good modeling on your part. Do you think that you were anxious at all? I, of course I was. Her anxiety made me anxious. And right. one of her first follow-up games, I was super anxious. I, I had the run out before the game started and I called, you know, my girlfriend and started almost crying on the phone. So I was like, I, I can't be here right now. I'm so stressed out yeah. right now. You so know? you're doing some co-regulation there. She's probably picking up on some of that energy. As you were talking, I could feel that energy coming from mm -hmm. you. And I was like, Ooh, oh, I could see it too. Right. Like, I, so as you were saying that, I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I could feel that energy coming from you. Yeah. You know, like her response actually created some anxiety for you. And that was, you were, that was part of how you were self-regulating. Yeah. Right. You know, at the same, again, not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just what we do, right? As yeah. people, we do the best we right. have with the information that mm -hmm. we have. The second part of that was really great, right? You're modeling for her, um, what, like how to communicate. And that helps reduce anxiety dramatically okay. in children when they can communicate what they want and what their needs are. But the energetic exchange between yeah. you was I not a match. I have to, I have to, and, I, and I'm going to be aware of that. What about when children can't though? Do you work with children? I do. Well, not so much anymore, but I do, I do help parents um, with, with that kind of thing. So let's say I have a, let's say <clears throat> I have a kid that is tantruming, right? Or let's say that they're nonverbal autistic or something like that. I will do yeah. something very similar or guide parents to do something very similar where I will say, I will help them identify the feeling, even if they can't verbalize it to me. I will let them know that they have been seen and that they've been heard. If they've been seen and if they've been heard, you're going to see that anxiety reduce. Okay. So well, what about like teenage girls that um, literally, <laughs> well, they don't know how to communicate or they shut down and they don't want to. So it, I would do the same thing because it's really, it's, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Uh, so let's say, let's say you have a, a moody teen and they don't want to fucking talk to yeah, you. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk about That's it. That's okay. So I wouldn't push it. I would just say like, okay, like it sounds, it looks like you're really upset right now and right. you're wanting some space from me. And I just want you to know that, you know, I, I would like to talk to you. I would like to know how you feel, but I can't, you know, but I'm going to give you some space right now and maybe we can revisit this in an hour. Mm hmm and I would just let it go and I would right. give that space and I would touch back. But it's not something that I would force or try to control. Because yeah. again, you can you can go into different avenues where that can, yeah. you know, a teen can kind of manipulate you with that mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I so. just feel like, yeah, when you're, I always say when you're ready, I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, it's always yeah. an open door. Like I, I can't make you talk to me. Yeah. But, but just I would, I would, here. I, that's great that those are really good things, but the feeling is really important. The behavior, identifying the feeling and what they're doing, that's really important because that helps them feel seen and understood. So I can see that you're really upset right now. I can see that you don't want to talk to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Those things are really, really important because yeah. it's like, okay, good. Yeah. She knows I don't right like her. She knows I don't like her, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of gives them that little like, okay, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. I've yeah. learned that all through this, um, with what, um, all through relationships as well, where, um, my current, you know, girlfriend of four years now, and even with my ex-wife, we communicated as like from day when I always said, look, 
if we ever are in a space or you feel something's off, whatever, let's talk it out. I can mm -hmm. take it, which I know that you can take it as well. My current girlfriend of four years, she's even said that I've helped her become a better communicator because mm -hmm. I said, look, I go, mm, I, I don't want you. you to, I go, if there's something you need to say, just tell me, I can take it, let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's gotten better that way and, it, and it's great that way. Um, but I'm also laughing one time, the only blow I think we've ever had was over our dog. And, um, and I, <laughs> oh my God. I went, like 50 times off the chart, Jamie Lynn, because yeah. I was up to my neck with it and I just, just let it all out. And literally like that night I went to bed mad and slept on the couch and so she's in the bed. The next morning she got up and she was like, she was to the point of, if you ever do that again, she goes, I've never seen this side of you. And I go, um, I'm sorry, it was a one-off and you know that's not my personality, but mm -hmm. I think I just kept it all in. And yeah. normally I let a lot of stuff out, but she just wasn't hearing that. Mm -hmm. And so it just turned into this big roar. You know? Yeah, it can really escalate. But mm -hmm. see, that was a really good example of somebody having a moment versus somebody being toxic. Yes, right. Oh, right? I see right. that. Because yeah. I and feel I've like never that's had a moment of... with that ever. Yeah. After we right. decided the dog's great, we're great, and yeah. that, but it needed to come out yeah. and that one time, and it's never. You know, we don't. We rarely fight over anything. See, but, that's a one-off, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. But like somebody, somebody can come into that and be like, "Oh, he got abusive," or he like <laughs> obviously your behavior was not that way. So I, I don't want to label it as that what right. you were doing at all. Um, but like some people will will try to miscategorize it when they see somebody having a one-off and they will be like, oh, this person is terrible now. Or they want to say like, now you're on the pedestal, now, now you're off the pedestal, you right. know? And it's like, we can't really like, we're fucking human beings, man. We're going to have bad days. Yeah. It's not the same thing as somebody being toxic though, or like abusive. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, I don't think I could ever do that. That's, that's the worst. Okay. So I have a question for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Why are you laughing? Oh, I just want to okay, know. Okay. So we had an episode about, um, like the holidays. Like I'm not a fan of like oh, the holidays. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, what happened? Did you have a bad like Christmas as a child or yeah. like, how do you not? Give her the full and story, I'm like, though. like, I'll let you give it to them. So she basically <laughs> has a tendency to break up with people around the holidays, okay. Christmas or whatever. And she's yeah. named the last Well, my friends four. say it's a pattern. Okay. They're like, we're identifying a big pattern with okay. you. And I'm like, it's not a pattern, but then I look back and I'm like, ooh, maybe. Because yeah, my <laughs> maybe first thought was, right. I go, so what? So perhaps something must have happened on Christmas that makes but you feel this way. But nothing happened to me on Christmas avoiding. that I can think of. Is that well? Odd? What, well, tell me what is your question? Oh, so the question is: um, first of all, I was labeled <laughs> as <laughs> what? I go, why does she break up with people on the holidays? Okay. Yeah, okay. I was labeled and it bothered me. Okay, I'm like, but then when I think back, I'm like, oh, maybe I guess. How long, I mean, had, uh, how long were you in like this relationship for? Had you guys been oh, through okay, Christmases so, or holidays before? Yeah. So okay, when I was married, we broke up right before Christmas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Okay. And then my last one, same thing. It was like in December. And then my recent one, yeah, in December. So, I mean, I out mean, of you like have, all four. But you have had like, <laughs> how long was this last one, this last relationship? A year. Okay. Yeah. So we've been through Before like Christmas. this was our, our second Christmas. Damn well, you. I mean, <laughs> look, would, would there be like a, I mean, is that a pattern? Yeah, it could be a pattern. Like, I'm not going to, I like, I don't know anything about, this relationship. So I'm not going to like speculate on that and make like large leaps. That wouldn't be fair to you or, you know, myself professionally. <laughs> like this is why. <laughs> um, Travis, can we stop the cameras right now and get Jamie's real answer? By yeah. Yeah. It's not rolling right now. Thank this you. is just rehearsal. Go you can go ahead. Okay, no, it's perfect. Except for us. Okay, so, yes. I, 
maybe you can say that's a pattern, but I don't really feel like it's a pattern. Yeah. I just, I'm <clears throat> being honest that um, holiday, like Christmas and stuff, I'm just not an advocate of of holidays in general, like anything that makes people feel like they have to give a gift or get a gift. I don't like the pressure, the social, I don't like the social pressure of the holidays. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. And and a lot of people don't. It, it makes it makes people uncomfortable. But, you know, I think holidays are typically very symbolic of, you know, spending that with people that are extremely important to you. The word intimacy keeps coming to mind right now. I don't know why, but this is just kind of like I'm vibing on that word right now. Um, and so some, you know, I don't, I don't want to like go off on, on, on this like tangent or whatever, but it's okay. I think there, there could be perhaps like a protective layer, right? Where it's kind of like, there's a knowing that this is like, there's been a decision that you've made and maybe for whatever reasons, the holidays can highlight that where it's kind of like, all right, like this is the kind of time where we're going to be like. Uh, maybe marrying more, like in, in intermixing more, like there's more vulnerability there, you know, there's more like notoriety around yeah. the holidays. And, you know, if you're already feeling like there's been a decision oh, made, yeah. I feel like that's a great feeling, response. Yeah, a if you're already feeling like there's been a decision made, then you're not going to do that with this person. And that might not always be at the forefront because you don't really like you don't really have to make that decision because it's not immediate. Right. Mm -hmm. But Christmas, well now it's here and now it's kind of like, all right, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to take him or am I not? Right. Oh, that's so yeah, true. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. And I it's like kind it. of like more of a family type. Well, well it's the intimacy. Yeah, like that's like the word that keeps that coming to mind like, with that's you. True. It's that there's this, like this, and I don't know where that kind of fits in, but sometimes I'll just pick up on a word and like try to roll with it. So I don't know if that means anything to you. Well, it does not. because it was, it was an issue. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that because I don't typically bring anyone I'm dating around my family mm -hmm. unless I know that it's, I see potential for a future. Mm -hmm. So in this case, there were a few things that I needed that didn't happen. So I'm like, Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense to me. I'm, I'm on board with that intimacy for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Cause I was thinking going like, no, it's like you always, um, you're very intimate when you're with them. You can go I don't a week think at a she time meant or something. Like no, I, sexually. I get that. No, no, I'm not talking about yeah. intimate as far as spending time together. Like when you remember how you said no more than two weeks, you know, you can yes. see every other, two, yeah, every yeah, other yeah. week or whatever. Um, the intimacy of being together is not your problem, but maybe just like the it's just more of a bigger. Well, there's a look, there's a protective thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's going on. So it's just like she's, and I said that before you even mentioned your family. Yeah. Where it's kind of like the guard, right? There's mm -hmm. like a barrier. It's like, okay, you're in, you're out. Da, 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 you know, and, and she's not going to let that kind of intimacy in. Like her family is intimacy for her, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about you like you're not here, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. And so you're going to be protective over that, right? And if, and look, you had that knowing already that you were tapping into, right? Some certain certain things didn't happen. You had some non-negotiables. But like 
your gut you you knew and that's why you created that barrier it's like if i'm really gonna like go there like you already knew right you already knew and that's why you created that barrier and you didn't have to deal with it until christmas you know so how do you take the baby oh. steps now in order to change so that's you know a, all this is true because we've had the conversations right. but i want to so know true. how she takes baby steps now to start chipping away at that sort of situation likewise you said for me well, i know my anxiety flows and now i hear it and i'm like dang i gotta really be cautious of that now yeah, like, mm -hmm. I mean, we all have stuff. I've got stuff too, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so what, So tell, tell, maybe I didn't understand the question. Like, how do you take baby steps towards, so towards she, what? Like, so if it's a, I don't want to call it so much a pattern, pattern but if this yeah. is a situation that happens often where she mm -hmm. breaks up for the holidays, how does she take a deep breath and let herself try to bring in the next person that far along? Well, I'll say this, like it's not, it has nothing to do with the holidays. The holidays are just like a signal for her ah, to be like, mm. it's not about the holidays. Yeah, it's just, point. this is just when she evaluates whether it's real or not okay. for her. Okay. So the issue would one. be I'm entertaining something that doesn't serve me. And I know that a lot sooner and I'm not cutting it off in time. Got it. Mm, you're so good. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. How's I your life, like, Jamie, I feel by like the we way? My life? Oh, yeah. my God, guys. I, I should have my own show for that. <laughs> <You guys, laughs> I feel like we got a session and we need to, like, pay her. <laughs> uh, <I'm, laughs> right? no, she's already handled my, my little children. I'm like, oh, well, I can. Because I, I do listen really well and I try to adhere yes, to yeah. things that when people tell me something, I one of the things, like you said, when people just talk a lot of shit yes. about their problems and they never, they just want to never figure it out. They vent I and always they, try they're to not figure looking for a solution. Right, right. yeah. I like, always like, try to figure out. Like I, I always want keywords. to know how mm -hmm. I can be better. Right. And it never offends me. It never does anything. It yeah. just makes me go, it makes me take a moment to look inside and go, wow, I got to really mm -hmm. start, put a pin in that, start working on that. Yeah. but And that's, look, those are great qualities, guys, but not everybody's like you. Right. And that's, that's that empathetic part of you that you've got to manage because- Look, look, I'm the same way. If somebody points something out to me, like I'm going to want to take a look at it. I don't always believe them mm -hmm. because not everybody's trying to like help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I'll take a look at it. And if there's something that I need to work on and change, I really will. Okay. I, I'll do that. But right. not everybody's going to do that. Some people are pointing things out to hurt you or cut you down. Some people are saying things to manipulate you or sway you one way or another. An empath never sees it that way. They will see like, Oh, I wonder why they said that. Maybe I should do that differently. And and it's like an empath That's really, you, Chris. right? An empath really does need to manage that part. They never need. You never need to stop being caring, mm -hmm. loving, loyal, trustworthy. Like empathic people are the most beautiful person on this people on this planet. You know, it is what what is good in this world. But you have to manage it, or right. else it'll just destroy you. But when those people say, like, say if someone says that to you, yeah. I mean, like, I can give an instance for myself. But like for you, if someone did some said something toxic to you, yes. can you yeah. pick it up, or is it sometimes hidden so well? You know, at it's your different. level, yeah. So I would, uh, so I have vulnerabilities as well, and I'm pretty aware of what they are. Um, like with with your average Joe, I could pick it up really, really okay. quickly. But if it's somebody that's important to me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that's important to me, I'm going to be like, well, maybe like it's harder for me to see it. The okay. closer I have a relationship with somebody, a personal relationship with somebody, the harder it is for me to be in that knowing. Right, right. It, it's to be just harder. About it it's, I try right. not to be objective. Okay. It's just harder for me to connect to that knowing. Okay. Because it clouds it because I may want that relationship or I may want to hear something. And so my own projection comes in and messes with what I would intuitively know. Does that uh, make sense? It makes yes. a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 
I was I dealt with something like that last weekend. Um, my little sister, uh, my grandmother had passed away, and I didn't go to the oh, memorial sorry. because I was sorry like, I don't that. need to go. And yeah. so I thought that once again, not even listening to my own advice, um, I had to get my Jamie to tell me, and I was like, God damn! Like I, this is why I always tell people, I go, you need to communicate with someone in order to, because you never know if they're gonna. It's, it's your perception. Mm -hmm. So my perception was that I'm not going the day before. I feel guilty. Should I fly in? Da 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 da. So I called my sister that night. She didn't call me back. I'm like, oh my God, she's mad at me. So she called me the next day that morning and Jamie had said, my Jamie goes, Chris, she goes, just call her and ask her. And I go, yeah, why didn't I do that? Like I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain on and feeling guilty and this and that. And then all of a sudden she calls me and she goes, brother, we're good. We're fine, Chris. We're great. I'm not mad. I knew that you can come in. I was like, yeah, why did I get so worked up? And I, all I had to do was just pick up the phone and yeah. call you. And I tell everyone that all the time. you created a story in your head? I did because it's like, I, I know myself where I, ever since a little kid or whatever, I, for some reason, take on a lot of guilt when I feel like I'm not being, when I'm not giving or I'm not helping or I'm not doing whatever. It's like, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I, and that pressure turns to guilt sometimes when I'm not mm. doing what I should be doing. Yeah. But you, you're doing that Virtually yourself. Just, Why exactly. do you do that to yourself? Well, that's a whole nother thing. I have to go to Jamie and she can figure that out. But <laughs> no, I, I know why there's lots of reasons why, but you know, and I've come to terms up, but you're, I guess what I'm getting at, and that's another yeah, story yeah. is that the vulnerability, um, sometimes you lose sight and, and it does get you. And that got me. And I never let mm -hmm. stuff like that get me. And, but mm -hmm. because she's my sister, she's really close to me. Mm -hmm. I was like perceiving all this stuff that she was thinking. Yeah. And she's like, we're good. I told you two weeks ago we were good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, why did I get that way then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it, it, like we all like, plus it was a very sensitive time too. Right. So you have to take that into account. Okay. Like you're not, you're not functioning at. Uh, you know, and I wasn't you, that right. like, about now. That's why it started spinning that way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, it's a vulnerability. We're allowed to do that. But, you know, a lot of empathic people feel, again, responsible for other people's emotions. Like when empathic people say no, set boundaries, they, they label it as doing something wrong or they feel bad. Those are the two things that I usually see them do. Okay. And, you know, because they're, they, but the thing is, is that what an empath is really doing it's a form of enabling because you're really just trying to make yourself feel better. You're really engaging in this people-pleasing behavior because you're so uncomfortable with saying no. And it's they're not avoiding conflict. Yes. yes. Which and I, a lot yeah. of empathic people will tell wow. me. It's like, yeah. I'm just such a nice person. I'm just such a nice person. And I'm like, I don't like yeah, that. Maybe, I but say like, that all the time. I know, but he, the, here's the hardcore truth of it, though. <laughs> That doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but you're not acting that way because you're a nice person. You're acting that way because you don't want somebody to dislike you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to upset somebody. And you're so uncomfortable with those emotions that you just become agreeable. Right. Which is not good. I think, right. I think, well, I don't want to say it's not good. I say it's not healthy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we all, like, yeah. again, we all have, have something. Our and we all have, yeah. we all have vulnerabilities, right? And we're just kind of like, <laughs> talking about them and and it's just like we, like it's always about progress it's never about perfection like it's being perfect is ridiculously it's unattainable and that would be very boring i think right yes it would be you know oh my right. god but god bless the people with that extra yeah. dynamic sometimes there's things that people are like damn i wish i could do that you know and there's moments like like you said we all have those moments right. like those blow up moments where yeah. something happens like i was telling a little bit earlier about uh um, on christmas eve where um oh my we had this god, one episode we talked about the holiday stuff and i said I, I went through the whole day just super patient and calm because there was a lot of weird events going on and every yeah. any other day i would be like just no, people dude, not being dude. mindful right. of this space and so he's the, so not 
nice. He lets everyone cut him. So and the then la- I'm thinking, what about the people behind you? Yeah. Oh. Like they need to get out of right. the store too. Yeah. Stop letting everyone cut you. Yeah. The yeah. last straw but was he's... like at the last door when I yelled at the guy for thumbing my salmon. And I went, you oh thumb my the salmon. No, I want a new piece. He picked like out that. a piece of salmon. And when the butcher went to pick it up, he goes, like, how's this? Thumbs and, and, and he goes, <laughs> Did he have it was good. No, but it was so big. He captured the salmon. So it wasn't like a went. I go, I go, I go. Well, it was a great piece until you thumbed it. I want a new piece. And all of a sudden I was like, I feel like that needs to be a meme somewhere. I feel like we're on to something, guys. Don't Don't, thumb my salmon. I go, seriously, Chris, because he put his thumb, how the fuck was he supposed to pick it up? I don't care. But he dented it. So it wasn't like, and it was was the last straw. It was just the last straw. I get it. We all get, we all get, we all have those breaking points. Yeah. And I blow up rarely, but when my blow ups happen, it's just like a, like that. It's just because you've got to get in the process of releasing throughout instead of like repressing. Yeah. Or like repressing. repressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Namian kyo. Oh, Namian. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. All right. Okay, wait. I, so I have a question. We get a lot of questions. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions from mm. our followers about dating with kids. Yes. So, yeah. Is it important? Do you include the kids? Do you not include the the kids? Do you keep your dating separate when you incorporate someone? You I'm know, like, I don't fucking know. Look, like I think like everyone's kind of different in their own approach uh, to it, right? Look, I think that this is something that you really have to like. If if this is a question coming from women, my number one thing is. One, do some healing work because you're going to misread things. Two, is this a person that you should really be entertaining? Like, you need to evaluate if this person is even for you before you even think about doing any kid any kid stuff, right? right. Like, because if they're not for you, why bother introducing them to the kids? I agree. Like, it's you know what yeah. I mean. So, and and should there be a protective layering? Yeah, absolutely. Because let me tell you something about abuse and sexual abuse. Like, you know, the number one way kids are like, well, not the number one way, but like. Most most children are sexually assaulted by uh, a, a you know a non related male in the home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like those are things that you those are just stats you can Google it. You know I don't know the exact numbers. I know Michael Sartain would probably have that. Right. But. Yes, he would know for sure. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Um, but I don't have those stats. But you know so yes, should there be a protective covering and a, and mm-hmm. a barrier? A hundred percent. Like I don't believe in giving people the benefit of that. That's fucking crazy Agreed. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bonkers. Like, do your kids, should your kids have an opinion on who you're dating and who you're not dating? Um, I would not, look, look, I would want to know if it was me, I would want my children to get along with my partner, but they are not going to be picking my partner. I'll I'll tell you that. Like, my children will not be picking the person I'm supposed to be with. (laughs) Right, well. Okay, I will be picking that person. Right. And I hope to God that they like them. But look, I'm also going to be evaluating this from a spiritual perspective perspective for me I'm gonna pray about it 100% I'm gonna be like God what do you think before I go to my kids or anybody else right I'm gonna do my healing work I'm gonna I'm gonna see uh, and go out with this person to see if I actually have a connection with them or am I just attracted to them Mm -hmm. like you know like and really kind of see like can I really see myself uh, with this person and and you know and if those things kind of tick the boxes then I'll consider introducing them to my children and 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 so on and so on but this is something that i would do over a period of time this is not something that i would advise anybody to rush into you don't know these people right Mm -hmm. you know and how many of us were even married to people that we did not fucking know right right 
So like, you know, like let's yeah. take those yeah. things into account. Right. So true. And then, um, how, so you mentioned healing, mm-hmm. how can women identify what areas they need healing? Well, that is a loaded question. And that would be something that I would have to talk to individually, like one-on-one. Like I can't say generally how people can identify it, but well, maybe I can. Let's see. Like, if Because when you say healing, mm-hmm. like I know that there are plenty of areas that I require growth where I can be yeah. better, but I don't really necessarily know where I need healing. I'm sure I do, but I'm not understanding maybe that word. Um, like for me, I, I'm using it in the context of relationships and, um, finding a partner. Like here, here's an example of what a lack of healing can, can do. Like if let's say I was cheated on, okay. In, in a former relationship. And now I've met this amazing person, but you know, he starts getting these texts late at night and he's starting having to work late and I haven't healed from that past trauma. And it reminds me of when my ex did that. Mm -hmm. That's a lack of healing, right? Let's say this person didn't do anything wrong, but because of my lack of healing, I'm perceiving it in a way that might not be accurate, okay? So a lack of healing causes you to perceive things in a more critical light. A lack of healing creates a lot of hypervigilance. So it's a lot of like being on edge. It's a lot of very like Mm. hyper aware. I feel like I've got to walk on eggshells. I can't ever say do the right things. I'm overanalyzing things all Mm -hmm. the time. Overanalyzing things means that I don't feel safe and I'm looking for a way to feel safe, right? If I need constant validation, if I have a degree of dependency, Like these are things that to me suggest that somebody needs some healing in their life. Um, Every, everybody is going to be specific as far as probably like, I would never like give somebody like, I would always want to know somebody's story, you know, before we like kind of get down into the specifics of things. Um, but well, I don't you know. You have to anyways in yeah. your field, though. You'd need the whole story mm-hmm. before you actually But I, I like in. that. Um, for example, I did date someone who was cheated on, and I constantly felt like I paid the price mm-hmm. for her cheating. Yes. But it's probably because he didn't take the time to heal Absolutely. that, right. that part yeah. if you of him. Absolutely. Like, if you don't heal... Um, and, and I don't think you need to have complete healing. I think healing can be a process, but like there does need to be a foundational point where you're like, like there used to be somebody's name that I, if I heard it, I would have like a right a surge mm-hmm. an emotional response. I could hear that name now and doesn't do anything. Oh, right. Wow. Like that's a and level of healing. Just, like, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's, I always say that to a lot of my girlfriends. I'm like, look. You're going to get to a place when, when that happens and you're just indifferent and it's such a beautiful space. Oh, it's great. Like when you're like just apathetic. Yeah. It's just like, there's no, there's no good. There's no bad. It just is. And that's such a, it's almost like it never was. Yeah. It, It feels like it never happened, you know? And I think that that is, those things suggest, you know, healing. If you don't heal, like you can meet the perfect partner and you won't be able to sustain it because love can't land there. Love can't land where you're not open. Like if you haven't healed, you're going to be guarded. You're going to be, mm. be protected. You're going to be all of these things, right? Well, if if you if you look at love, right? Love's not going to be like love is going to question that garden and be mm-hmm. like, well, I don't, I know, this isn't love. Like I can't like match. That's not going to be a vibrational match, right? How do you recognize the issue though to save? like you just said, something that might be good, 
you know, we've all had or been with someone, I'm sure, that you, like, you know, you thought it, it could, and it, by the way, it could be good. I, I'm proof of that. Like, my, my current girlfriend, four years now, we dated five months uh, back in, like, let's say 2001, mm-hmm. okay? Um, she was in a residency. You know, I was just playing around, just doing my thing. And literally, like, I, for the first time, I broke up with her because I didn't want to cheat. Like, because mm-hmm. she's too good of a girl and she was amazing. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> no, with this I girl. I love that. And I so love I was that. like, so I, I was like, look, I need to break up with you because I met someone else who might be a potential person I might want to pursue. So I need to let you go. And so I did, got married to this woman, 17 years together. Um, Jamie and I reconnected again after that, just some way, somehow Not me, afterwards. But and one yeah. Three Jamies. That's yeah. crazy. Right. It was we meant re- to be. We reconnected <laughs> again. And I, I was just, but I was just like, I I will never let you go again. Like I, for some reason, even through he the process of being married. Yeah. But I always, but yeah. for the first time about her when you were married a few times, because like I was going to say the first time in my life, I was like, while being with someone else, I was like, did I make the right decision? Did I choose the right one? Mm-hmm. Because, and Ooh, being so back with her right now, she was kind of right in now, the background being, but never, but just a, a quick thought, like yeah. maybe a, 10 years, two years, okay. you know, whatever like that. Never like all the time or anything weird like that. But, um, but getting back with her now, it's just like, yeah, this was, she's the one, you know, and I, and I feel it and know it. And it's mm-hmm. just been an amazing ride. See, you use words. I feel it. And I know it. And see, that's so important. Like you can't analyze that. You just, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think most people do, but we've stepped so far outside of that when we're looking at relationships. And I think that just going back to toxic relationships, you know, we can we need to apply that in toxic relationships, but we don't. We entertain relationships that we know are not for us because yeah. we're scared. Right. But even when they recognize it at the beginning as well, even though they know at the beginning, what red flag, you know, we talked about a lot well, of red flags. Well, address the and behavior. Stuff. Like okay. look, like you can look every like There are some blurred lines when it comes to things like this, especially at the beginning of a relationship, Mm -hmm. because toxic relationships, you're going to be looking for more of a pattern of behavior. And there's a very specific pattern that a lot of these things follow. Uh, So that can be helpful in deciding whether it's toxic or not. But look, whether it's toxic, unhealthy, abusive, whatever you want to call it, if there's any issue in your relationship that is bothering you, bring it up. Yes. And what you really want to pay attention to is how they respond to it. Okay. Are they calling you crazy? Are they t- saying that you're overreacting? Are they finger pointing and blaming you? Or are they like listening to you? Like, look, and listening doesn't mean that they have to agree with you because your point might be batshit crazy. You don't know. <laughs> right. You know, it's okay to agree to disagree. Right. But like, are they, are they listening? to you are they taking your concerns into consideration and are they making reasonable like adjustments are they behaving in a way that like is 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 more in line and i have to you know this this is operating under like a a, a, we have to assume that what this person is requesting is reasonable and healthy right that they're not being like i need you to buy me 500 flowers today show me that you love me (laughs) and if you don't you don't love me because you're not meeting my needs like that's not the kind of shit we're talking about guys you know like it's just like you know, it's it's say like uh, it's say like I'd like to hear from you more. That's something that I hear a lot of women talk okay. about. I'd like to hear from you more. Well, just say that and okay. see if you hear from them more. You know, and if you don't, look. If you don't, ask why. Like, is there a good? Re- there might be a good reason why. Right. Like, maybe something came up. Maybe he's in a bad. Maybe he's just having a bad day. Right. Mm-hmm. But can he talk to you about it? Can you work through it? And does that persist? Is it a pattern, right? That's how you kind of work through things like that. But that person that's feeling that, um, does he or she need to bring it up, like you said? Because I feel like if you go in that perceptive downward spiral in that hole, you just all of a sudden now you're kind of quiet or you don't, or you're just overreactive 
And the other person's like, where the fuck is this coming from? Absolutely. That's how a lot of Mm -hmm. miscommunication happens because we make assumptions and we don't address things. And most people are very passive aggressive. It's like, well, it would have been nice if you would have done the dishes. Oh. Yeah. You know, shit like that. It's just like, just yeah. fucking ask him to do the dishes. Right. Like, Thank fine. you. Yeah. You know, it's like not that big of a deal. Right. Well, um, you know. How do they, yeah, let's see. It's, I still want to know like how people change. And by the way, speaking of change, this is going back to something at the beginning. Are they um, willingly on their own coming into you on their own? Say, look, I have these issues. I need to work on them. And, and I, obviously it's over talking with their partner or trying to make it better. But yeah. is it usually the toxic person coming in or is it usually the one that's feeling the rebuttal of that toxic person? Um, well, I don't know. Cause I usually like, unless I'm doing like, look, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know. Like what I will do is I will just say like, well, here's your shit. Yeah. Would you like to work on it? Right. Because so you it, can typically identify it after a few sessions. I and can be usually, like, tip, I can usually identify it like right away. Okay. But, um, but, and there might be more that becomes unveiled, like as I go on, but like usually like, a me- like I will, I will do weird things with, I don't even know if what I do as therapy at this point, because I'll just kind of sense things or feel things like yeah. that word that I had with like you. you did or like me. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's I feel I like you have an intuition. Well, that's you your definitely, with being an impact like when I like met that. her, mm-hmm. we met her at, um, when we did our location to, for, our, um, our followers mm-hmm. and listeners, we met her, um, on location when we were doing our podcast. And when I met you, I was immediately drawn to you. Like, I didn't know what you did or, I mean, she's beautiful. So, yeah. of course, I wanted to, like, <laughs> come up to Should her. Should I read her intro but, again? No. Oh, my God. I'm never leaving <laughs> if you do that. I'm just going to stay here all day long, just have it on repeat. But I, I was so attracted to your energy, and I feel like you do have a gift. Thank you. Like an intuition. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I would encourage, like, any and everyone to come see you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that so much. I just got goosebumps when you said that. I know yeah. I really like it's nice to be ministered to because uh, and to hear something like that, like your intro and what you just said. So that that helps fill me up, too. And so I really appreciate you saying that. Um, if I going back to your example, mm-hmm. like uh, if I if I had somebody in my office, look, I don't I don't shy away from uh talking about what somebody is bringing into the room, right? And what their stuff is. Is it toxic? Is it unhealthy? Yeah, like a lot of it is, but that right. doesn't mean that they're necessarily a toxic or abusive of person, course, of course. right? Again, abuse, more looking for like a pattern for persistent and some other things that can go on, you know, with that. Um, and then, you know, if they're talking about their relationships, which usually they are, right? They're mm-hmm. usually talking about relationships. I will point out patterns or things that I can pick up on and be like, well, you know, that's not very healthy. Like going back to that earlier example with that woman, there were specific things that he was doing that were not very healthy. And we were talking about that. There were also things that she was doing that were not very healthy. And we were talking about that. So it's not just one or the other. It's kind of just a mix of whatever. And I don't, um, I don't really try to, f- I just kind of say what I'm, what I'm picking up on. Okay. And you, like you said, just, and yeah. they have to figure it out at that point. And you point. feel like it's an intuition that I think you, you pick up on like an I energy. Think it's, I think it's God, honestly. Well, yeah, I, I think mean, I'm, I I'm a, I'm a, stuff. yeah, I'm with you. I'm very, I, I very much am a praying person. My relationship with God is super important to me. And I don't think that I would be able to do this without that kind of mm. guidance. So yeah, she's very in tune. Yeah, I love that. Um, let's t- run just a, um, one more tidbit. Can we run into um, a narcissistic person, by the way? Oh, yeah, my are they, fave. Are they, willing, are they willing to give up their own? And by the way, we need to have her back because there's an episode that I have. It's my own personal yeah. dark side that I have that I okay. always wanted to kind of explore and figure okay. out why I 
don't. But anyways, not now. But um, <laughs> but I want to know, like I said, um, do you feel like a narcissistic person? Because obviously they know they are. I feel like no, a lot don't. of, oh, you know, okay, so I was going to say not a lot always. of controlling people, they have to know some sense of what they're doing all the time. Well, look, like this is a very broad topic and, and this is something that, uh, wow. I mean, you're opening up the rabbit hole with this. Look, just very generally, and I'm not going to get into too much detail just Mm -hmm. for time's sake, but this is a very complex thing. And a lot of what I'm hearing right now is they're narcissists, they're narcissists, they're narcissists. Like, no, they're fucking not. They probably just don't like you or they're just being (laughs) an asshole. I hear that all the time and I get frustrated. I get frustrated too. I do. I do. Look, like there is a difference between somebody being a narcissist and somebody uh, just being a dick. Right. Right. Like. Um, and, and every, everybody that's ever gotten their heart broken, they're labeling that person as a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe they are, but narcissism is a spectrum disorder, which means that like, you know, in my opinion, we have narcissists, we have empath, right? And so we all kind of fall somewhere along these categories. Like we might be more on the empathic side, but maybe we have some more narcissistic Mm -hmm. traits, right? And then, you know, you have the, you know, maybe some empathic traits. Like even Ted Bundy was nice sometimes. Good that's point. what Not I really always like, say. That's you know, he didn't, get those, he didn't get the girls in the car. That's he had a relationship. Like, he wasn't a dick was all the time. Exactly. But that's part of a narcissistic trait, too. So, but, you know, like we, we had charm is a narcissistic trait. But like, so when I say that he was nice, he had a relationship. He was able to express some compassion and maintain a certain level of uh, care. Right. Mm -hmm. So not everybody is all bad, not even narcissists, Mm -hmm. you know. So we all have narcissistic traits and tendencies. So to what degree kind of depends on whether you actually, in my opinion, would be a narcissist or not. And and that is and being a narcissist is still different than somebody being diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissist. I didn't even know that was a right. It is disorder. It is a it is a disorder and that is different than being a narcissist. I'm not going to like somebody with NPD, narcissistic personality disorder has all the narcissistic traits, but they recognize that it causes a problem or an impairment in their life. Okay. Either socially, occupationally or relationally. Like they're aware of it basically is what you're saying. They know that it causes a problem. Okay. They don't necessarily think it's a problem, though. Gotcha. Okay? Mm-hmm. But they can recognize that, like, oh, like, this is really pissing my girlfriend off. I'm going to go to counseling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so maybe something like that. Somebody with, that is a narcissist, um, they, some can be aware, but most are not aware. Most are not aware that okay. they are narcissistic. And it, it is a really, like, a... Uh, very sadistic thing when you kind of get into it and you really understand narcissistic supply and how they view you. Um, I don't know how much of that you want me to go into. <laughs> it's a dark world. I, I'm sure what? it is. There's a lot on that. Yeah. I'm just because just, you said there's so many different avenues. It's my jam. I did a I did a mm-hmm. podcast with uh, uh, Michael Sartain okay. on it. So okay. it, there's more detail there if you. You know, want to dive right. in? Yeah, I love to how go you down said, the rabbit yeah. hole. Well, like I said, we'll bring it back for one because and I then, want to talk about that. So, more. are you taking new clients? Like, where can we yes. find yes. you? Yes. So, um, do you do anything over the phone? Yeah. So right now, I'm only doing telehealth. Um, all oh, I my, love that. Right. Yeah. And so I'm building up my own practice. I am accepting a few new clients on Fridays. Um, you can. Uh, you can email or you can dm me on my ins on my ig and i take clients that way or you can With find four me. underscore uh, people four yeah. underscore. And we'll, we'll put her handle up there for yeah. you to find her because two and three were taken <laughs> <laughs> jamie lynn four <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
And um, yeah, and I am accepting new clients. Um, narcissism is really what I specialize in okay. and, and relationships and healing. Um, of course, they do all the run of the mill stuff, but the other stuff is what really gets me going. So, you know, faves. I'm laughing, right? Sorry, I'm laughing when you said, yeah, I'm sorry. That person just, that's like being an asshole or a dick because they just yeah, don't like so you. It's so true though. Yeah. Like well, I'm no. so, yeah. I feel like people use that as like, I just get so tired of hearing it. It's like mm -hmm. almost like yeah, like they just throw it out right? there. Like yeah, that. yeah. And then my I'm girlfriend like, says she. I mean, goes, is he really though? Right, probably. Just <laughs> like said, being an asshole. My girlfriend goes, you know, one thing about you, Chris, you're the nicest guy, but you have just a little bit of, of an asshole and a dick in you that that you know I really like about. Yeah, so she can be a dick sometimes. I go. I mean, Aww. it's just that little side of me that comes out every now and then. But yeah. we all have that one. It's one little, little things. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But I like that, though. That's yeah. funny. Um, all right. Anything else we want to ask this lovely lady? She's I mean, amazing. I could go on forever, I but <laughs> I feel like we, we ran a little behind. So oh. I wanted to um, thank you for, yes, for thank hanging you. out and, and your time is yeah, valuable. I really so. appreciate your knowledge and yes, just your, your yes. approach more than anything else. You, I yeah. love your approach with the empath and how you're discussing all this. It's just I've, I hear it all. Mm -hmm. so, well, thank you guys mm -hmm. so much for having yeah. me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Yeah. So we know where to find her on um, Instagram. We know where to find her. Please give her a call if you guys need anything because we all need something. I mean, I'm like <laughs> right. trying to get up an appointment myself. Yeah. Do, so. And then do we have a question of the day? I do, but oh. I don't have it prepared because it's oh. going to take a while to find it. And I was up. <laughs> And I, I stole your gun. paperwork. Yeah. So I have an issue of getting up <laughs> I usually the hide day on it. time. And like, there's moments where I have everything usually on paper. This is the first time yes. I have my phone in front of me. So I'm not used to navigating from this to going yes. to a question. I'm so. pen and paper. We're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I always have I to be like. I cannot. I cannot. This technology thing, I cannot deal. I'm yeah. like, no. I'm I still have like an old school planner. Yeah. And when you're, when you're talking, do you ever talk in person with people? I do, yes. Do you doodle yeah. when you talk or no? Um, I don't want to say. Oh, okay. yeah. just kidding. No, of course. Yeah, who doesn't doodle? No, <laughs> he doesn't. I do. I'm always like <laughs> I doodle. I'm listening. I, I, I doodle. Listen. What the hell? So, no, I'm just <laughs> this one sees a squirrel all the time. Like squirrel. I know. I know. I get so sidetracked. So, so I don't this, know where. I have to share one thing because this is a long going thing with us as well. And I did this the other day where now she put in my head where it's like she we were having a discussion. One time she goes out of the blue. When you drop a piece of ice on the ground, do you pick it up or do you kick it? No, and I just wanted to, I don't know why it came squirrel. to me, but yeah. I was like, okay, ice dropped in the kitchen. Do you kick it under the fridge or do you pick it up? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, hey, I just want to know. Well, I, I actually do kind of want to know. Yeah. So what is it? I, no, I pick it up. But now <laughs> like, what do you time, do? No. I'm trying to actually think. No. I, I feel like I would pick it up because I would think that the water under the fridge <laughs> would you. bother That's me. That's what I said. And I would think mold. Okay, That's right. probably, no. yes, right. I would think like that water is just going to sit there and then it's going to get into my tile and then it's that's that's where my brain would go. Oh my you know, God. this yeah. question, by the way, now that I've asked people this, it tells a lot about a person now. Yeah. So you are a you clean, ask it now? person as well. I am. This is a good thing. I very much am, yeah. You ask yeah. people my question. I know I, I, all the time now because every time I drop ice, now I giggle and laugh. So I go, oh I always God, bring it up. But I also realize it's like a, uh, it's a good like question on on what who they are as a person. Yeah. Like, well, you're very you're clean 50, and you're neat free. I well, mean, I have kicked the ice cube I, before, I, and I'm like, 
I'm not fucking. But I don't you do that in my today. house, though. I don't do it in my house. I will kick ice all day, not in my own home. Um, yeah. But in my own home, I will be. Oh, gotta pick that up. Yeah. If it's your home, I'm kicking. <laughs> I'm kicking that shit under the fridge. I don't care. Okay. No, I'm kidding. All right, guys. Uh, Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for being on our thank show today. You You're amazing. Yeah. We'd love to have you thank back you. again. I'm sure we're gonna see you again in the future. And anything um, that you ever need from us, please don't hesitate to ask. No, thank yeah. you guys we will so promote much. You and I love lot. that you're here too. So yes, yeah, local. I love your hair too. Oh, you said here. You're here. I, 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 what the hell? I love her hair. I, told I you love her hair. I'm, I'm just putting a little segue on that one. All right, but yeah, Jamie, please tell where everyone can find you. What's going on? Um, Jamie Villamore. Um, so Jamie underscore Villamore. Um, and then check out Microtech. And then, like I said, we're excited about Shot Show. We have some exciting guests. Um, so if you have any questions, let us know. Yes, Feel please. free to reach out. And yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You're one of our first releases for the new 2022 yeah. season. Yeah. Hey. So we got a good yeah. start to this, people. Yeah, um, I love it. All right, guys. And you can find me at Christopher at dating-intelligence.com or on our social media stuff, anything dating intelligence. So please check us out and please DM us any questions or any photos or whatever you need to know. If you have want to like and talk about the guests, please do anything you mm -hmm. want. So all right, that's us. All right. All right, we're out. Mm -hmm. Thank <laughs> you.